And church, I don't know why well, this started a couple of weeks. But then I realized just what happened over a couple of days ago that answered my question, why? If there was ever a time, church, we start praying, it would be now. If there was ever a time, church, that we start praying, it's got to be now. If there was ever a time we go to our war rooms, it would be now. And if you ain't got a war room, it's time to get one and get ready to start praying. Because we need to start praying like never before, church. And I don't have to tell you that because you know we need to start praying. But I just want to challenge you if you've never prayed. As much as you need to be praying, you need to start now because we're seeing things taking place that's never happened before, just right, just like that, one after another. And I'm going to try to speak to what I believe that I need to speak to you tonight. And, and, and it's not going to be long, so you don't have to get worried. But just a few weeks ago, and this is not a, not a, a new message. I've, I actually, I will tell myself, I've, I've done this before. But somehow, just a few weeks ago, God said, pull it out. And if you get the opportunity, you need to tell people about. So I'm going to ask that if you would allow me just for the next few minutes to try to speak to you about prayer and how important it is. And I'd like to read to you if I can. Now, some of the words I'm going to say is not going to be pronounced right, so please forgive me there. But it's in Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 17. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and disease left them, and the evil spirit went out of them. Then some of the inherent Jews, exorcists, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Scivia, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the evil spirit, okay, and then the man whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of those houses, naked and wounded. This became known to both, to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and the fear fell of them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burnt them in the sight of all, and they counted up the value, and the total of 50,000 pieces of silver, so the world of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed, mightily and prevailed. Here's my question, church. Are you known in hell? These men from Ephesus tried to cast out demons without the first hand of knowledge and the love for Jesus Christ. Even without power or prayer, I want you to understand that these things were religious men. But religion without relation is nothing but bondage. Men and women have... When men and women have real spiritual goods, they are spiritually ready for anything, church. No one in this church can afford to have second-hand information about Jesus Christ. Church, my question is to you tonight, does hell know you? And what I mean by that is when you pray, does hell know that you're praying? 
When you pray, do they get worried that you're praying? Does Satan get scared and does the demons tremble when you're praying? Or do they just laugh when you're praying because they know your prayers are not going anywhere? Do they fear when you get on your knees at night or they praying that you know that God's going to answer your prayers because you're serious about your prayers and you take time in prayer and you study and you know that your prayers are going to reach God? Or does Satan sit there and laugh and say, I ain't got nothing to worry about because that person doesn't pray just every once in a while? I'm not talking about praying that when you get to your tables and pray for your lunch or dinner or nothing like that or when you go to sleep now lay me down to sleep protect me and all that good stuff I'm talking about are you seriously praying church does Satan get worried because he knows whenever you go to your words room just like this video just showed about a war room does he get worried about it does he get scared because he knows your prayers are reaching heaven and they're not just falling to the floor church i want to tell you tonight if you ain't got a war room if you ain't got a a closet that you go to you better find you one i want to challenge you tonight go home when you leave this place and if you ain't got a closet that you pray in throw out all them shoes you got throw out all them coats and stuff that you don't use and get in that closet and start praying because church it's a time that we start praying now it's a time we start reaching heaven and get Satan scared of us praying because I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't start praying, this world's fixed to go. I don't know what this fall completely apart. Needless to say, the evil spirit prompt, promptly gave these folks a good old-fashioned whipping, as it said. I recognize Jesus and Paul, but who are you? Church again, when you pray, does hell know you? Does the demons tremble? Can I tell you what you do, church, on your knees will push back the kingdom of darkness? I don't know how you look at it, but I look at it this way. Satan has took it in the last few months like a dark blanket and just covered the earth. He's took a dark blanket and curved America of sin and the things that's taking place and he's trying to trap us in that and we cannot get out of it and we're letting people do that. We're letting Satan trap us under that blanket or that cover of darkness and the sin and we're not doing nothing about it. Church, it's time we start praying. It's time we start praying that God will take that thing and remove that, that cover that's got America covered over. We can fight against the darkness of hell. You have the permission to fight against the darkness of hell, church. You don't have to sit back and let the things going on take keep going. We don't have to sit back. God has gave us the permission to go out there and push the devil. You know, he's pushed us. He comes at us and pushes us around. Hey, it's time we stand up and push him. God has gave us the permission, church, to push him, and you've got the right to do it. You don't have to be afraid of him. He may come at you and got the pointed tail and all that stuff. Hey, that's all right. You've got God with you. He's got him behind you. you got him in front and side so all you have to do is go punch and let him know that you're coming on and you're taking back what he's got from you and he's you're going to take back what he stole from america andrew murray a south african church leader and a writer a century ago a century ago wrote the man who mobilized the christian church to pray will make a difference in the greatest contribution in the history church we're here for a reason. We're here for a reason. Whenever we moved over here from over there, you, you know what I'm talking about, years ago, God put us here for a reason. We had evangelists come. We had ministers come. And they all told us we was here for a reason. That's a reason to start praying. The reason for us to start praying for this community. It's a, our reason is to start praying for this United States of America that we call freedom. You know, we, in the last few months, I don't see much freedom. 
We've allowed things to take place that shouldn't have happened. We've allowed things to take over that there's no way a Christian said to let it happen, but we've let them do it. So it's time, church, we start praying. It's time we stand up and start praying like we've never prayed before. Some feel as though prayer is up to a few of the super spiritual. But nowhere in the Bible is prayer called one of the spiritual gifts. No, prayer is a personal discipline that has to be done by every believer. A few weeks ago, church, we had about 20 or so fill and sign their name on a piece of paper of being spiritual leaders of this church. And whenever they signed that name on that, they took responsibility. And I want to say, if you haven't took that responsibility and you've signed your name on that, it's time to start taking that responsibility. And that responsibility is to pray every day. That responsibility is to pray every day about certain things we've gave you to pray about. Now, I want to tell you, you know, just because you signed your name on that list doesn't mean that you're more spiritual than anybody else. That only means that you wanted to step out and take on the responsibility. But there's others out there that you may not have signed your name on that list, but you can pray. You can even pray probably circles around them people that actually signed their names. But you still have the ability to pray. And God has gave you that ability to pray. And it, just because you didn't put your name on that list doesn't mean you can't come to the meetings. In fact, tomorrow night we're having a meeting. I want to challenge everybody that's here tonight to be here. And I want to tell you this, if you haven't told me you wanted to pray out loud, you better sign your name down because I'm going to come to you. I'm going to get somebody to start praying. But just because you didn't sign your name doesn't mean you don't have to pray. Just because somebody else signed their name did doesn't mean that they're more spiritual than you. But church, it's time we start praying. It's time we start praying. Sergeant Wood said, I'd rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. It's true that every man is not called to stand behind a pulpit. It's true that every man is not called to own a church and pastor a church. But it is called that every man preach. It is called that every woman start praying. Every man to pray. Because you don't stand behind the pulpit doesn't mean that you don't have nothing to do. You have a responsibility. And church, pathway, we have a responsibility. And I start praying for America. It's time we stand up for these things that's taking place like we've never seen before. It's time we stand up and say, Satan, yeah, you've done what you've done, but we're going to start fighting you because we're not going to let nothing else happen. And And church, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know what has happened. I don't know why Christians let things happen. Yes, they've happened, but it's time we stand up. No church is going to grow. No church is going to grow strong and healthy without the inhale and exhale rhythm of prayer. Without prayer, we will die. If this church doesn't do what God told it to do, and that's to pray, we might as well just shut the doors. Yeah, it's a beautiful church. And yes, we have people that come that's great people. But if we're not going to do what God has told His church to do and to pray and to start doing what it's supposed to do here, yeah, we moved out here for a reason, church. We moved out here to win souls, to pray for America, to pray for things that's going to happen. So if we're just going to sit here just to be here for no reason, we might as well just shut the door. There's a reason for we're here, Pathway. Hear me, church, Sister Jeanette, 
It says here, the lost will take notice when the church does and becomes what it was birthed to do. People will see the difference when we do what we're supposed to do. When we start praying and when we get down on our hands and knees at night and at days whenever you get a chance and pray, people will start seeing things happen. We had a great revival several years ago for, for months and months because we prayed. And I'm not saying we're not praying now. And I'm not saying we cannot have a revival like we did then. But it's time we start turning up the fire on our prayers. It's time we get going back and get this thing started over. We may have slacked off on our prayers, but it's time we get turned around and get this thing going again. Get that train of moving again and let's get on board. Samuel Chadwick was a godly Methodist preacher and a college president in England. His words ring as true today as when he wrote them. The one concern of the devil was to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from our prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil and marks our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. Church, I'm here to tell you tonight, when we start praying, we're going to start seeing things happen. We're going to start seeing miracles take place. We're going to see people get healed. We're going to see people get saved because God has promised His church. Many times and many times, there's many evangelists come in here and said that there's people going to be healed. People's going to be ministered to because we're going to, that's what we're here for. So I'm challenging you to here tonight to start praying, to start doing your part. Just the other day, we was sitting around the table talking. And I caught on this. And then I heard this morning, Pastor, I heard you was talking in the corner out there with several guys. Talking about living in Solomon and Gomorrah. And it hit me. We might be living in there right now. Of all the things that's taking place, we could be living there right now. And when I heard y'all talking about that, I said, yep, it's true because I've heard other people talk about it. Same things that took place then is happening now. And church, it's time we take a stand against that. It's time we start fighting against that. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in prayer and in the prayer of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against power, against the rulers of darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of the weakness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. If we're not willing to put on the whole armor of God, we won't be strong to the end. Church, it's time we get ready. It's time we get prepared to face what's going on. It's time we get our armor of God on and get equipped for what's going to take place. Because church, we've got to take a stand. We've got to get in our prayer rooms. We've got to get in our war rooms just like the video showed of this lady prayer. It's time we stand up and get an army of prayer going in this church. Because if we don't, things are going to happen more and more. And it's time for Christians to stand up against Satan and quit letting him push us down. It's time we get strong and get and quit being weak. Now this may be just for me tonight And if it is I'm I'm getting what I needed Because I know I've got to go home and start praying I don't know if y'all remember this But just yesterday I was thinking about 
this and this come to me. If y'all remember back last year during football season, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, this is where we let, where Christians have failed, where I have failed. Last year during football season, just a, just an hour away from us in Jonesboro, at ASU, there was two boys that got killed. I don't know what happened, but anyway, there's two boys that would get killed that played on the football team or worked on the team. And the team wanted to wear crosses on their helmets. They just wanted to put crosses on their helmets to remember these guys by. But we were so weak. Christians got so weak that we let one woman... Now, women, I'm not trying to put y'all down, but we let one woman take all that away. The Christians let one woman decide that that wasn't going to take place. One woman said that's going to offend me if you let them put the crosses on their helmets. One woman said that that's defending my rights and that's, that's not right. And they had to take their crosses off their helmets and people had to sneak in with t-shirts to just to show the remembrance of these two boys that got killed Christians let one woman take the crosses off of a football helmet just because it offended her well I'm going to tell you right now church I'm tired of somebody being offended I'm offended at them for being offended I'm a tired because they're saying I offended them because I want to wear a cross on my helmet if I played football. I'm tired of them saying that I offended them. Well, hey, you offend me because you won't let me do my rights. Hey, if that's your rights for them to have to take the cross off the helmets, I should have the right to put them on there. I should be able to have the rights to pray when I want to in a restaurant. I should have the rights to pray when I want to in a restaurant without somebody getting mad and threatening to sue me. And just because of that, the whole town of Jonesboro let one woman take the crosses off the helmets. Now, yeah, it's true they did get to wear the shirts because they had to sneak them in there. But that shows how the Christians would come today. That showed where we've stood today. We've let things like that take over what we stand for. And church, it's time we do what God said. It's time we stand up against the devil. It's time we come strong again. It's time we still let things like that defeat us. If we want to wear a cross on our shirt out somewhere, we should be able to do that. We have allowed people come in. Our schools. And take prayer out of our schools years ago. And I know I said we. We sit back and let them do it. We let them take the Ten Commandments off the important places in the United States. They can't have them in the courthouses because it offends somebody. Well, again, that offends me because it offends you. That's my rights to have the Ten Commandments where I want it. Church, that should be your rights to have it where you want it. So it's time we start praying for America. Church, again, we need God back in America. We've allowed God to leave America because we're not praying like we should have. And it's time we take our stand and get God back in America and let people know, hey, that's our right 
I'm going to show, I'm going to ask God to show a video in just a second. And, and I've showed this video before. It's an old video. But I believe when the person that made this video on this song, if you'll look at it when it's going, you'll realize whenever this was made, I do believe God knew in time these things would start taking place. And I believe God put this song in this person's heart when he made this video to show people in time these things would start taking place. But we've let God out of America. We've took God out of America. We've took God out of our courthouses. We took God out of our White House. We've took the word out of... And things have happened in the last few weeks that I never thought would happen. But in this video, it shows it. It's time, church, we need God back in America again. And the only way we can do that is we start praying. The only way we can get God back in America, and I'm not saying he's left. I'm just saying we've got to stand up and start fighting against this. Not just this church. Every church in Blyville needs to stand up and quit letting this thing to ha- happen. God doesn't want this stuff to take place. If you'll get ready, Scott, if you would play it, please. And after he gets through playing, I'm going to come back and finish. But please watch this, if you will.
Church, if there was ever a time we need God, it's now. If there was ever a time America need God, it's now. I'm tired of the sickness that I see on the news. I'm sorry, tired of reading the newspaper and seeing things that's taking place like it's, it's disgusting. We were sitting the other day in the, we was all sitting around and there's a news article come on. Now, I'm not going to call no names, but you would all know the person who it was. They decided that they just wanted to change. 
the way they should be. They decided out of the blue that they wanted to go the other direction. And they showed videos of this person and this other person. And it was so disgusting that I just had to hang my head. To let things like this, America's letting things like this take place. And they just sit back and laugh about it and say, it's okay. It's all right. They can do what they want to do. And then we got people decided that, hey, one day they just want to be another person. And that's fine. We just laugh about it and let it go on. Well, church, I don't have to tell you, you know, Sunday night, Wednesday nights is the church, the backbone of the church, so I don't have to tell you this. But I'm going to say it anyway. What I seen on the television the other day was wrong. And then when Jesus sees that, it makes him sick. I'm sure up in heaven that he looks at that stuff and he wants to throw up. I don't want to make you sick, but I'm going to. Because what I'm going to say, he wants to vomit when he sees things like that. Because I'm sure that makes him disgusted to seeing things. That's wrong, church. And it's time we stand up against that. we got to do our part to fight against that thing. If we don't, America is going to destroy the things are taken that we shouldn't have ever let happen. God has got to come back and change these people. And He is coming back. But we've got to do our part to make sure these people's lives are straight. We've got to pray like never before, church. We've got to do our part to help these people get their lives changed. Because his wrath's going to fall. One day he's going to let his wrath come down. And when it does, it's going to be bad for these people that doesn't know him. And that's why we're here, church. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 2 says, The Spirit of the Lord of God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and open up the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. It says right here, you have permission to pray. It says right here, you have the permission to preach. It says right here, you have the permission to go out and help these people before it's too late. Before God opens up the vengeance on them. I said a few months ago, maybe this was for me. Because as I was studying this and God gave this to me, I believe he gave it to me. I just wanted to cry. Because of the things I see. The things I see every day and I hear. And how are people in the White House that sits back and let it happen? How they think it's okay. It's wrong, church. It's a sin. It's wrong. And we've got to do our part to fight against this. It's time we stand up against this and start praying. And I want to challenge you, each and every one of you that's here tonight, to be here tomorrow night. We've got a few things we're going to pray about. But I want us to start praying for America. We've got to pray for America. Because if not, the people that doesn't know him, we, I don't have to tell you this, this is kindergarten. They're going to go to hell. 
We're not here to sit down and not do our part. We're here for a reason. Let's don't let one person take the cross off of our church just because it offended them. Let's don't let one person say that I have rights to fight against that cross being on this building. And what I mean by cross is for what we stand for. We stand for Jesus. What he believes in. We stand in the word of God. We believe what, what this Bible says. I want to ask that you'd stand if you would.